You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm hopefully heading into my prime, working as hard as I possibly can, and I'm hoping that everything just uh, you know works out for all parties involved. See, that agent speak can work in front of most people, but... Your agent works for you, so you sure. dictate terms. Did so what play? are you going to tell? So what are you going to tell your agent, Kevin Love? No matter what the outcome is, I just want to end up in a great place where I can win. I mean, at the end of the day, I've been six years, haven't made the playoffs yet. Yeah. That burns me and uh, you know, hurts my heart. So I really want to, uh, you know, not be watching these guys all the time. I want to be playing. Kevin Love on Sports Nation yesterday on ESPN. Joining us right now on Middays with MFB, Merloni, Fourier, and Benz, it's Jackie McMullen, also from ESPN. Jackie, did you see that yesterday from Kevin, and how open-ended did that feel to you about where he wants to go, assuming it's not staying in Minnesota, of course? Right. Well, I think if Kevin has his way, it won't be staying in Minnesota. Uh, that's, that's been apparent for a while now. Uh, the question is, uh, will he give Flip what he asked, and that is a chance to get, you know, let us show you. Let us show you for a few months what we got going on. And Flip controls that still because Kevin Love is not yet a free agent. So I think he's pretty determined to move on. I've thought that all along. Everybody thinks that. Jackie, can you remember last time you've seen somebody who's not exactly a free agent yet kind of do this thing the last couple of weeks, right? He's there getting interviewed. He's talking about his contract, talking about how he wants to go somewhere and win, and he's out in Boston, and, and he's, he's still not a free agent technically. Right. It reminds me a little bit of Dwight Howard, you know. Uh, the, the worst kept secret in sports was Dwight Howard wanting to get out of Miami. And uh, it just reminds me of that, truthfully, the way he handled it. And, uh, and you know, that we've seen this before. Shaq leaving Miami, you know, so often to the agents, the one that's driving the strategy and telling here, this, go here and say this, go here and don't say that. And so I think that's part of what's going on with love here. All right, they Jack. want to force the issue. You know, they don't want to wait, and I don't, I don't blame right. Kevin Love. He, he wants to know his, what his future is now, and if he's already determined it's not in Minnesota, then he wants to get to the next place. And, of course, with the draft looming and everybody having these decisions to make about whether they're going to trade the pick, who are they going to draft with the pick, you know, take the Celtics, for instance, and I don't think anything's going to happen, I'll reiterate, with Love before the draft, but if you're the Celtics and you have the number six pick and Julius Randle falls there, is that someone that you can draft – um, and then trade to Minnesota, have they had that discussion? All those kind of questions. So let's talk uh, worst-case scenario for the Celtics, Jackie. So Worst-case? Worst-case scenario based on the draft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as – let's assume he's healthy. But they, they don't bring – if they can't get Love, if they can't get Carmelo, because he's going to Miami now, okay? Right. So what would be – what are we looking at here as far as a roster? Or what are the other possibilities? Are there any other names as far as free agents? Does it have to be Kevin Love? Well, it doesn't have to be, but that would be a pretty good start. There's some, there's some good people out there. Uh, you know, I like Luol Dang, for instance. Uh, but, again, you have to pay top dollar for these players, and they have to see that there's a future there. It goes back again, right, to the whole, the whole chicken or egg thing. Is Rondo going to stay? If you're a potential free agent and you're looking at the Celtics, don't you want to know who's going to be there? Is Rondo part of it or is he not? All those kind of things. So, it's not that it has to be just those two, but those are the, you know, those are the grand prize winners, right? You know, Jackie, just real quick, as you touched on it, say the Celtics like draft Julius Randle maybe because maybe it's already worked out or whatever. That's Minnesota. But maybe they don't have that talk. 
know, and, and Danny does draft Julius Randle. And Minnesota's like, you know what? We like we like Vonley better. If you had drafted Vonley, maybe we could have done this deal. Like, that puts Danny in a real tough spot, right? Because he's drafting for his team. So that's the, you're saying that maybe there has to be some communication beforehand, even if it is after the draft, because that's a tough spot for Danny. Well, my guess is, and, and it is only a guess, um, because, I mean, there's no question that, you know, what did Flip say? How many teams did he say the other day? 16 teams yeah. have contacted him. We yeah. know the Celtics are one of them. I would think, knowing Danny, he's done his due diligence and said to Flip, look, all right, if you're not trading Kevin Love before this draft, if I have the sixth pick, and, and Marcus Smart, you know, and of course they don't need them because they got Rubio, Marcus Smart, Julius Randle, Vonley, whoever is here, who do you want me to draft? But that puts you in a pretty bad position right. if you yeah. don't end up with Kevin Love, right? Yeah, if you feel like the other guy better, you're like, damn, we drafted this well, guy this for Love. It. So I think if you're, if you're Danny Ainge and you don't have a deal by the draft, you have to draft, you have to draft what you think makes sense for your team, and maybe you trade that pick for a veteran to, you know, conv- to start the, the process of convincing Kevin Love and Rondo to stay. You know, I mean, th- it's interesting, the free agents besides the, uh, you know, the, I mean, I'm not counting, by the way, I'm not, counting, I'm not counting Bosch, I'm not counting James, I'm not counting Dirk Nowitzki, I'm not counting Din- Kim Duncan, I just don't expect any of them to change places. But, you know, really the next group is Kyle Lowry, who had just a monster year in Toronto, uh, Eric Bledsoe had a great year in Phoenix. Well, guess what position they play? Yeah. Point right. guard. Okay? And then, then it really does become, I think, after that, Lil Dang or Greg Monroe, but it, it sounds to me like Stan Van Gunning's going to do everything he can. Uh, he's a restricted free agent, so they can match anything anybody offers. I mean, do you guys want Paul Gasol at the end of his career? Uh, no. Okay. No, I, I don't. I, I'm trying to figure out. Do you want Lance Stevenson? Not really. I know a lot of people have mentioned his name. Well, it'd be good for the talk shows. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it, though? Do I want Lance Stevenson, or do Celtics fans want Lance Stevenson? <laughs> yeah. Sort of a different question. Uh, Jackie you McMullen joining us. Right, for, right. The right group. I'm, I just Lance Stevenson has all the tools. I don't know if he'll ever get it together upstairs, but um, I almost think he's still most valuable to the Pacers because he listens to Bird at least three-quarters of the time which is better than everybody else who only listens to about half the time. Jackie, you brought up uh, Randall, and Lou brought up Vonley. Uh, Aaron Gordon's working out today. If it is stick and pick, is it one of those three? And if it is, who do you think is the best fit for Boston? <sighs> See, again, a tough question because who, who's, you know, who's going to be there with them? If it's, I mean, I'm just assuming if Kevin Love is coming here, then that pick is gone. Okay? Right, mm-hmm. right. So if Kevin Love isn't coming here, and you've got a bunch of young players. Aaron Gordon's probably the one that's most NBA-ready, I would say. Oh, Marcus Smart's a, a, a repeat of Rondo. So if they draft Marcus Smart, does that mean Rondo's gone? You know, there's so many questions here. Vonley is, I think, very, very, very intriguing. But he's the least NBA-ready. He's the one with the highest ceiling. All right, Jackie. I know the, the Spurs and the Heat are playing again tonight. And obviously, you know, the Heat are trying to overcome that 2-1 deficit. However... Right. Carmelo Anthony is, seems to be the topic and the big three turning into a big four. Is that even right. possible? I mean, what has to happen for them to get Carmelo Anthony down in South Beach? Well, it is – I'll say this. They all, they're all crazy, in my opinion, all these rumors, you know. Mm-hmm. But this one, at least, you could see Carmelo Anthony wanting it to happen. Let's start with that. But here's the problem. You've got, um, you've got Bosch, James, and, and, and Wade. They've all got uh, the – the, the early termination option next year, okay? But here's the good news for the Heat. The only other person that's um, – the only guy, other guys that are on your books are Cole, and he makes like around – I don't have it in front of me, but 
two million. Two million. Of them. Yeah, two million. I think Chris Anderson's got a year left. Lewis is up. Jones is up. Ray Allen is up. They've positioned themselves fairly nicely here, but and there's the but. I don't see how they can handle all. F- I, I just don't see how you can handle four max salaries. There's, you have to have somebody else playing with you. So that's the part I'm, I'm not 100% sure about. Well the, well, the guys like James and Bosch and Wade, they would all have to take that hometown disc out to make yeah, a room for a guy like Carmelo Anthony. Right, or they could not. Yeah, but even so, it's still, you know, you've got, what, $63 million wrapped up in those three guys just for starters, just for starters. So if you're going to pay Carmelo $20 million also, that's $83 million for four players. That's tricky. Jackie. That's tricky. And, you know, people are, are, are dissing Mario Chalmers, and I get it, because he's had a lousy, lousy NBA Finals so far. But at $4 million a year, he's done some very quietly valuable things for that team now. And, again, he and LeBron drive each other crazy. But he's been important. Ray Allen was a steal at that money. We know that. And even at his, you know, I say at his advanced age, the guy can still shoot it. And so how do you bring all those guys? Richard Lewis, my goodness. He went from being a bit player to a starter in these NBA Finals, having a major impact. So I, I don't see how you can keep all four of them. I just don't see it. Hey, Jack. But this is the one that makes the most sense to me in terms of actually the players, the people involved actually wanting it to happen. Jackie, last CBA, I thought the league came out of it and said one of the things they really wanted to, that came out of it that was a positive was that things like this weren't supposed to happen, I didn't think. Right. You know, like, like superstars weren't going to be able to jump, and now you've got this Carmelo Anthony team and the Miami Heat themselves talking about it. you got Kevin Love sort of picking and choosing where he's going. What exactly did they think they did that was going to stop this? Well, it's, it's a very good question, Lou. And, and the, the truth of the matter is you still have free agency. And as long as you have free agency, players are always going to have a chance to move. And, and I think they should. I mean, they've earned that right. The early termination clause is the problem, if you ask me. And that's you know, Carmelo has it, Bosch has it, Wade has it, and that's because they didn't want to sign for that max the seven years where they're locked up. So it's, uh, it, listen, it's, if it happens, it'll be, I think, devastating to the league if this, if this deal ever, ever happens. I just don't think it will. Jackie McMullen from ESPN here on 93.7 WEEI. All right, Jackie, before we go, i got to bounce this question off of you. This is where we started. This is where we began the show. You've been covering Boston sports for a long, long time. Uh, I began the show today by saying when you look at the Red Sox especially and then when you branch it out to some of the protection we've heard of Tom Brady with people criticizing him in recent weeks and even going back to the Boston Bruins when they lost in the playoffs against the Montreal Canadiens, I feel like there's been a real paradigm shift where it used to be in Boston, where I remember growing up in New England, it was all about going after the star players if Boston teams fell short. I feel like more and more in the last two or three years, following from afar, now coming back to Boston again, it's been about giving the star players almost a pass and attacking the bottom edges of the rosters more and more in all three teams' cases. Would you agree with that assessment, or am I off base there? Well, it's easier to do that, isn't it? And I think part of that is because your, your superstars in Boston have built up so much goodwill. I mean, you, you take Chara, for instance. I thought Chara took a lot of heat, by the way, in the wake of uh, the Bruins losing. In fact, I was you know, stunned at how poorly he played. Uh, well, poor. It's all relative to Chara. But, mm-hmm. And, you know, guys like Bergeron in that final game saying, well, how we asked what their effort was. Well, it was there sometimes and there not others. Really? So I thought that the Bruins veterans 
deservedly got some criticism in the wake of that. Brady's a little bit of a hands-off guy because of his incredible work ethic, because of obvious his credentials, and because honestly, in that case, I mean, what, did, what does Brady have to work with? The offensive line was beat up. Uh, the receivers, Dammy Amendola, was he really the answer? I think not. So uh, Gronk was hurt. You know, you can go down the line of all the things. So I think people are a little protective of Brady, and I think he's earned that right, not only because of his, the, the way he's per- performed, uh, but also because of what he's had to work with, number one. And number two, you just can't question his work ethic, just like you can't question Chara's work ethic. And, you know, in, in the case of the, of the Red Sox right now, you know, you look at Pedroia, to me, who's the undisputed leader of that team and has been for a long time. And is anybody doubting that he's in the cage trying to hit better than 271, uh, trying to provide a little more uh, punch for that lineup? And so that's why they get the pass, because not only have they worked hard, they've worked hard and won it all for you. So there's, there's always a little reservoir of goodwill for the superstars in this town, and frankly, I think there should be. Jackie, thanks so much for coming on. Great talking to you again. All the best, and uh, we'll talk again next week, okay? All right, guys. Have a good week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.